Blog Talk Radio. pages of notes, Leash, maybe even more than that, because they were all dropping some major jewels last night. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. But y'all know we always get to talking and we forget to open up the show. <laughs> so true, so true. So true, so, so true. Let's so hear true. Here on this chat. I'm hearing a, a, a hearing echo, Leash. It's kind of throwing me off. I'm sorry. Throw me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me fix it. But while you get that situated, we want to welcome all our new guests tonight. Thank you for joining us this Friday evening. Me and Leisha, we come here from the chat room. And not only last night, guys, but check out our archives. But last night, man, I'm still reeling from so much knowledge that was dropped last night. Monetizing your pen, that was a great show, Leash, great topic. But here on this chat, we love celebrating literature because Leisha and I are readers first and foremost. But not just literature. Uh, we celebrate all walks of life, all arts, anything that can deal with the arts or just life in general. They have been guests 
here in the chat room, and we so appreciate them. We, we love doing it the royal way, no matter what it may be, and we love hearing the passion behind our guests. And trust me, last night was filled with passion, not just knowledge, but passion for what it is that they do. So you never know where you are in your life. You may be touched by something that you hear on this chat. That's why we bring our guests and our, and our topics to you. So make sure you check out archives and just Thank you so much for joining me, Alicia, tonight. And not just tonight, but showing your support. We have so many supporters, Lise, and we are so thankful for everyone that tunes in, streams in, listens to our podcast, because we go where you go. We are always with you, the ladies of us chat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And tonight we have a fabulous show for you on tonight. We our topic tonight is stay focused even when your vision is faint. You know, sometimes that's the thing about a vision. Everything is great in your head. I don't care what the vision is about. Everything in your mm-hmm. head is absolutely great. It it it's great. It it don't have any flaws. Everything is perfect in your head. But the thing mm-hmm. is about a vision is when you have to bring that vision to life and you have to give life to it, you quickly learn that there's a lot more, there's a lot of other things that are required to get that vision Uh started. More of your time is required. Um, You'll have more, more, you'll be more focused on focusing than you will grinding sometimes. Sometimes focus will be the only thing you have to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think people we we don't realize that when we when we go into these ventures with our vision. I don't care what the vision is. You can have a vision right. of being married. You can have a vision of your own business. You can have a vision of what your kids' life is going to be like. You got a you can have a vision for whatever. It's always going to be great in your head. But the reality mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of work that has to be placed into that vision for it to come true. In reality. Mm-hmm. That's true. No, and, and anyone. And I was, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Steve. No, and in, in all areas that you mentioned, just life in general, but that is so true. And like you said, a lot of people don't realize it. Work, it takes work to realize a vision. Absolutely. And we want to do a, a, a another relationship show um, probably top of the year. Um, mm-hmm. and because this is the thing, I'm like, everybody pregnant, everybody pregnant, everybody trying to get pregnant. It's like, dude, you got to be careful who you get pregnant by. I mean, like people get so caught up in the visual, you know what I'm saying? They, that they're not mm-hmm. thinking, they get so caught up in their mental visual, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Your mental mm-hmm. visual controls a lot of the actions that we make. Your mental mm. visual, not the actual visual, but what you what you mentally visualize. And mm. a lot of times I think that we become a society without passion. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're just, we let fear control our footsteps. We're so scared to do something. And, you know, somebody's going to feel a way. I mean, you can't go through life like that. But all these people having kids, let me tell y'all, you got to be careful who you have kids with. 
because once you have kids, that is responsibility, just like once you get married, stability. And once you go into responsibility, man, it's a whole total different person you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. That's a whole new book to read. <laughs> right. It's a whole new it's a whole new version of that person. So when you talk about some oh, I'm gonna have a baby with her because I think our baby is gonna be cute or I'm gonna have a baby with him, we're gonna have some pretty babies, girl, stop. Because <laughs> the responsible version of that person is not the same mm-hmm. as your visual vision. It ain't mm-hmm. the same. Even like getting married, you're responsible. The responsible version of that person is not the same of what you envisioned in your head. Mhm. Mm. Like I That's think true. that even jobs. You know what I'm saying? When you pick a job in your head, your job is straight. Or mm-hmm. or like in your head is straight until you get to the job and realize, oh, this this require work, huh? This is real work, mm-hmm. right? Oh, okay. And I think that comes from, we we always pray for things that I think that we are not ready for. Like, we don't pray for preparation. We pray for stuff, everything but preparation. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't request or pray or or expect the universe to give us preparation. We just want certain things. Ooh, I want to win a million dollars. Ooh, help me hit the, the, the Powerball. Ooh, I need this job. Ooh, Lord, just bless me with a job. And then when you get it, it's like, oh, oh, this 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 some real, real stuff right here. Oh, well, no, this wasn't what I was asking for. But that's what you were asking for. You didn't ask to be prepared for what you were requesting. You see what I'm saying? How we don't we don't follow through with our thought process. And a lot of mm-hmm. times it throws us off focus, even like when you deal with other people. You know that meme that it says, don't lose focus, dealing with somebody else that's unfocused? Mm-hmm. Because you will. You will lose focus dealing with somebody else. You ain't never noticed that? Somebody, you all oh, focus. Yeah. Somebody else walked into your suite, and it's like, girl, I got all off track doing something else when you coming up in here. I mean, and it is. People will throw you off course at all times. And sometimes, you know, that that causes your vision to kind of be faint when you are off track, when, you are, when you're a little bit off or even emotionally off or things aren't going the way you expected them to go in your mind. Because, again, everything mm-hmm. is great in your head. But when things aren't going the way you're expecting them to go, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden your vision is a little faint, but you still have to stay focused even when you don't see it anymore. Like, I don't even see how I'm going to do all this. I didn't know I had to do this. I didn't know I had to do that. I didn't know. It was, this is some real, real stuff right here. You know what I'm saying? It's so many people mm-hmm. that say, Leisha, Leisha, I want to be a, I want to be an author. I got a book. I got a book. My life is a book, child. I can write me a book about my life. It's gonna be real good. Everybody tell me that my my book is, um, my life is a book. And da 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 da. See, <laughs> after we have fifteen minutes of serious conversation, and I say, okay, then write it. <laughs> One to two weeks later, 
when you check in on them, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm not going to do this right now. I didn't know it was going to need all of this. I thought I just could write the book. I didn't know I had to organize and do this and do that. And I said the, the first step to writing is getting your thoughts out. So if you feel like your life is a book, then you need to write your thoughts down. But some people mm-hmm. can't even get past. They focus enough to get past right now and they thought. So they sidetrack now. <laughs> That's true. It requires discipline. It requires discipline. It requires commitment. You sitting in one spot by days and days at a time. I think authors, if they don't work, if they're not working, I could probably count on one hand how often an author will go outside if they worked from home. Like if being an author was what they did full time. Probably mm-hmm. one hand you can count how often an author is going to go outside. Why? Because they're always writing. They're sitting for hours and days. They're researching. I mean, there's a lot that goes into the process. You're in classes. You're always reading something. And I don't think <laughs> that's that people so understand that. Right, but everything was it's, great in your head. Like the mm-hmm. thought, the idea is perfect in mm-hmm. your head. <laughs> that's so true, Lise, because mm-hmm. uh, I had a I had a client, so though I, I edit everybody, and I, I had a client, a new client, that wanted me to edit her book, and she wanted to have it published in a week. I said, in a week? She said, I figured editing will take about a day or two. I, really? <laughs> I don't know. I have I was I was speechless. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, sweetie. It does not take a day or two to do some editing, not real editing, you know, that developmental editing, not just cross your T's and dot your I's type of editing. That's not what I do. And if that's what you want, then I'm not the person for you because that's, <laughs> my name is on it. <laughs> I'm not the editor for you. Two days, Leash. Two days. I was I was flabbergasted. No, I'm sorry. I may not be the one that you want to edit your book. <laughs> but you know what? I don't think and, and it, everything is like I said. That's a perfect example. Everything is great in your head when you don't know mm-hmm. the process. When you haven't researched the process. When you don't know what you know, you're mm-hmm. going off your your visual idea of mm-hmm. what it is and how long it's going to take. But if you've never if you done want a it, quality, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You want quality, you want quality. Like, that's right. Yeah, like um, promote promotions. People think it's just dropping links. No, if your promoter is just dropping links, and don't send me no emails. I'm just saying, if you can drop 65 links a day, if wasn't nobody checking for you before the links was dropped, they're not checking for you after them 60 links was dropped. Like, what else is that promoter doing for you? Are they positioning you in front of readers? If they are, then you need to make sure you're interactive. Just because you have a promoter does not mean that you don't have to do any work. Even if your Mm -hmm. publisher is promoted, that does not mean that you don't have to do any work because they know them, they don't know you. And the job of the author is to make sure people know you. Mm -hmm. When your book is laid... Yeah, when your books don't have legs and you don't have word of mouth, your mouth is the word of mouth and your legs is the legs that's going to move that project around. 
So you got to interact. You got to mix and mingle. If they are positioning you in front of readers, meaning they're following, what is their following? Do people respond to them when they post on their page? How often do mm-hmm. they respond? What type of responses is it? You know what I'm saying? You have to look at all of that. And when people are responding to those posts or those links, it's your job mm-hmm. to go back and comment and, and reply and get to know people because you're bringing them. Your promoter is a taxi cab. Their job is to drop people off that party author. They're dropping them off on the link. They're dropping them off in conversation. Your job is to go open the door, let the people in, talk to them, serve them some drinks, you know, get them some fries, make sure the chicken on point. Mm-hmm. But if you and serve in dry, dry wings, cold fresh <laughs> fries, and your drinks is watered down, I don't care who bring them to the party. They're not staying. Mm-hmm. That's true. So true. So you want to get them and keep them. That's right. And the only way you're going to do that is by interacting with them. Interact with your page. Interact with the people around you. When people share your links, when they share your cover, you it shows you who's sharing your stuff. You're supposed to go to those links, thank them, one, for sharing because they didn't have to. And when people start commenting, oh, this this, this cover Fire, this is sweet. Da, da, da. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It, it's for you mm-hmm. to go and say thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, the person is going to be like, yeah, this author is great, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But you see that that post was shared. You need to go on over there and interact. You should have a goal mm-hmm. to get new readers every month. You can't, you can't right. be tethered to Facebook. You can't be tethered to Instagram. You can't be tethered to Twitter. Instagram is about content. You got the right content and the right tag, everybody coming over there. But are they staying for for what you have to offer? Are they just there because they, they like the content? You see what I'm saying? So you got to make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, the people you're drawing them in and you're keeping them. I'm off my soapbox, y'all. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get up on that soapbox sometimes. You know, she get on one about uh, editing, you know, because, you know, they swear that the editor is supposed to be rewriting the book, but that's a whole mm-hmm. other show that we going to have. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. But, yeah, sometimes we get on the soapbox. So I'm going to get on my soapbox right now because we got, we got some authors in here. We're going to talk that talk about staying focused, even when your vision is faint, is, is faint. And and get their take on it and how they stay focused even when it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. How how are they able to stay focused even when there's so much going on in the industry, even when there's so much drama over here, even when nobody likes your book, even when you get a bad review. Stay in focus even when those things happen. So we got our first fabulous guest, Angie. Okay. Hey. Hello? Angie? Hello. Hey. Can you hear us? Oh, wait. Are you on my line? This is not Angie. Are you on my line? 
Angie, but I'm not Angie. No, I'm not Angie. This is Carrie Anderson. I'm here to support Angie. Oh, well, thank Karen, you. Didn't you come on the show before, and we were talking about Scandal or or some some sort of show we watched? Insecure. Yes. And you were supposed to come on the show. Remember that? <laughs> yes. And yes, we could do yes. <laughs> And we could find you. <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm always here. <laughs> well, we thank you. Last night's show, we had one of the writers from the show Monogamy. I don't know if you're Monogamy. familiar with that show. I've heard of it, but I have not yeah. seen it. But I've seen the little commercials and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know we had one of the writers. Yes, I'm going to need you to watch Monogamy. I'm going to need you to watch Monogamy because that's like a whole extra conversation. Like, you're gonna be, your oh. mind going to be blown. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, I believe it. <laughs> hmm. We actually had some of the actors on as well, so that was a great show. We had one of the writers, we had some of the actors, so that that's a great show to start picking up, even oh. for me that don't watch. <laughs> oh wow! So I can catch it in the replay. Mm-hmm. Last night uh, show, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. ma'am. You can catch it on that. iTunes or any podcast app. But oh, yes, excellent. I was glad we clicked over to find out because I was looking for you to get you on and Angie I was like Angie was like, Which one? I was like, I don't remember her name. She was like, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna write it down right now. Give us your name one more time. Carrie Anderson. Carrie Anderson. Mm-hmm. We were definitely looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm around. Well, we're going to put you well, back in the queue, and then we're going to talk that talk with you a little later. We're going to have some insecure talk, too, because did you see that finale? Oh, I saw all three seasons, and yes, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that Lawrence, whole Lawrence thing, that was a hot mess. We're going to talk about it, though. That's a hot mess. <laughs> you see, I'm part of the Lawrence High, so, like, yeah, I get it, but yes. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. He was doing he was doing too much. Yes, he was doing too much. But we're gonna place you back on hold, Carrie. And okay. when Angie yes. comes in, we're gonna talk that talk, then we're gonna talk a little insecure talk. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> well, thanks okay. for that's, thanks for supporting. <laughs> of course. You know, I saw that five one oh and I know she's in California and the five one oh I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay, there she is in in her five one oh that's not her phone number. Her phone number is 925, and I was like, oh, that's not her. But I'm glad that we mm-hmm. answered it because we was looking for her. <laughs> I remember. I remember, and we couldn't find her, and I and I hadn't written her name down. <laughs> yep, but we got her now. So we got our first fabulous guest, the fabulous Tasha DeMay. Hey, Tosh. Hey. 
How hey, are you? Tasha, Tasha. We are good, Tasha, Tasha. How you Why doing? Why do you call me Tasha, Tasha? Because <laughs> you're twice the fun. You're twice the talent. You're oh. twice the woman. <laughs> I'm sure my, my husband will appreciate that. Um, <laughs> oh. All right, now. Mr. DeMay. I know that. Right. So, Tasha, you are a, a author. You're a publisher. For all of those who are not familiar with Tasha DeMay, tell everybody a little bit about the literary journey and your work. Um, as you said, I'm, I'm self-published, I'm happy to say, but I, I am with the publisher. I'm currently signed with Reese World. I'm the author of the Love, Truth, and Consequences series. Um, uh, my 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 latest is um, Taste of Intrigue. That's my first cozy mystery. I, I have a lot of other things. I'm I've got cooking in the fires. <laughs> so basically, and that was our next question. Go ahead. Huh? I said that was gonna be our next question. My my next release is part of a um a, a series called The Lady Guardians. The um that it's a, a women's motorcycle club and there's nine of us I believe coming out with books this month. Mine is um Black Money. And mine is scheduled to drop the 24th of October. Uh-huh. The Lady Guardians, basically, they're um, out of um, Reading, Pennsylvania. And this was this was this whole thing. We were brought in by author Zyla Turner. She's the one that mm-hmm. that that drafted all of us to do it. I personally, I wasn't looking for anything to get involved in, but. She wrote me into it one day while we were at a book signing, and I was like, fine, I'll do it. But anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I learned a lot while writing this book. I learned a lot about, you know, what it takes to be in a motorcycle club, to start one, and there are a lot of rules that have to be followed or you'll get kicked out. And, and somebody asked me if I ever wanted to ride a motorcycle, and I was like, "Not really, because I'm I'm afraid of those things. I really am. I I have no desire whatsoever uh-huh. to ride one. Uh-huh. None. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh, getting back to what I was saying, the, 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 everybody is excited about this because it's it's new for all of us except for Zyla because she's been riding them out um, motorcycle clubs since she started her series on Legion of Guardians series and put a, pulled all of us in and told us we had to do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. So I did it, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. So you guys have all these authors. It's not like an anthology. It's like a group of books. And so it, it's, it's, does each book have a character that they represent um, someone in the motorcycle club? Yeah. Uh, what it is is we all have all of our ladies are from different chapters. We have chapters from Pennsylvania, 
Virginia all the way up to um, New York, and all of the stories are connected. So as you read each story, it includes something from the other books that talk about the other characters. We we talk, we do talk about one another's characters so that you'll know who these people are when you read it. And, um, for example, if you read it in Sydney Alea's book, Grace's Redemption, you'll know what they're talking about. All the story, all nine of the books are connected. We mention everybody's character in the books. Because oh. it's a it's a sisterhood, so that that's what we try to do. One one of the books, I believe, um Olivia Gaines, she talks about how to start a motorcycle club, and a, and each book talks about something different. Mine basically mm-hmm. it's focusing on a love story, and a lot of people we just chose to do different things. But like I said, all these stories are connected, so nobody will be lost if they read it. And <laughs> be like, who the heck is that? But you know, because it's in, we put it in all the stories. So I have a question. Mm. Are is each story in like novella form, or is it? Are, is each story like a short? Is it gonna be like a box set type thing? Do you know? No, they're they're right now they're individual books. All of them are novellas. They're like maybe thirty, thirty-five k, and that's about it. But we we plan to. Continue it. We we're gonna write it probably write about each member, but they're just gonna be different times. Right now, we're just focusing on October's release, and then mm-hmm. we have more. They have more coming, I believe, in December, and then there's January, or is it? October and January might have been might be January. She might have changed it, but everything is all the stories are connected. Every book has an excerpt from the book that's coming after it, so that you'll know what's going on. Wow! Now, now, Tosh, this is this is Tony. For someone that may not be familiar with this type of book. What would be a drawer to get a, a a new reader into this type of book? What would be the 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 drawer that you can tell them to expect? The the drawer basically, I was speaking for myself. The drawer was the motorcycles. Just knowing how a club is started, what goes into starting one, how do you get the funding, what is it, how do you recruit people. And everything, and I was really interested in that, and we found that a lot of people are interested in that. You see people riding motorcycles all the time. You see the groups mm-hmm. that go up the highway, and I'm pretty sure a lot of us, like myself, I wonder, well, what made them start that group? What made them do what they do? And we, all of us, just took on different aspects of it, and we ran with it. 
Like I said, mm-hmm. Olivia Gaines did how to start one. Another lady did how to get the fund, how the funding and all the other stuff that goes into it. We all did different little pieces of it. I did the charity part of it, how they participate mm-hmm. in charities and how they put them together and everything. And then mm-hmm. I focused on the love story between the hero and the heroine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I got a question. I want to piggyback off what T was asking. As far as the story that you have written, what can readers expect from your pen? Well, I, I, I basically, like I said, I focused on the love story between the hero and the heroine. The hero we know from from the beginning that I started with what I did was I did a backstory. It started off when they were little, and then it goes into them being adults. So I go from there because the hero's family started the town. So they basically own everything. So she's kind of resentful of that because his great-grandfather was responsible for a couple of things that happened to her family. So she's like, I don't like you. You're a piece of crap and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, you know, I really should. I I want to uh, that's what I focused on and how they eventually, if they got together or not and everything, and that's how I did it. So what do you mm-hmm. think the strength of your pen is when it comes to your writing? What is, what is as far as your genres, if you could describe your pen in five words, what five words would describe your pen? It's, it's definitely eclectic. It's and the, uh, basically, I don't really like to focus a whole lot on, on the sexual aspect. Oh, I will, I will write one, but most people they will load their books down with sex. I'm more about the human part of stories. I like to focus on what makes the person, what makes the characters tick. Sure, they're gonna have sex. Big deal. I, 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 I don't really focus on that too much. I focus on the human aspect of a story. What gets them to where they are? How they got together? The conflicts that they have while trying to get together. And that, that's that's how that's that's me. I I like the human part of any story. I don't. I don't necessarily focus on the sex parts. I focus on them being human beings. What what makes them tick, what makes them angry, what makes them happy, what drives them to do what they're doing. That's that that's me. That's 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 my style and how I write. A lot of people are good at writing the sex part and all of the stuff that goes into that note. I've, I've never been like that, never, ever. I will write a sex scene, but I don't really like to load my stories down with it. But, but Tasha, mm-hmm. don't you write BDSM? 
but I ain't staying here very long. <laughs> nope, but uh, it's an interesting read. So make sure you pick up Tasha's Love, Truth, and Consequences series because uh, it was it's eye opening, you know. And it does it's a different type of flavor to get used to, but get used to it. I'm sure you will. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk about your your title for the the group right that you have. So how did you come up with the title Black Money? Because I do love that title. You know, we book bougie well, Black here Money. On Chat. Yeah, we book bougie here on Let's Chat. Well, the reason why I'm here, actually, that's a funny story behind that. I actually got that title from from a culture club song. I was mm-hmm. listening to it one day when after Zyla asked me to participate. I was like, what the heck am I going to name this thing? And my husband put on Culture Club, and I was listening to the words, do you deal in black money? And I was like, and then it was talking about how in the song how the person just has the effect of using their money to get where they wanted to be and and the damn the consequences and everything. I was like, you know what? That is the name of my book, Black Money. And then I proceeded to name one of the characters Kevin Black. <laughs> like I said, his family has a long history with the town since his great-grandfather founded the town. And Black Money is what drove it, what made it what it is. So I was like, you know, I like that. I like that. You gave thought to it, and I like that because it's authentic. Well, I'm excited. Well, I, I try to be authentic. I try not to use the titles my friends use. I mm-hmm. I really don't because that's kind of tacky. And to me, it just lacks imagination when you're using your friend's title that they done used already. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I can't do that. And not necessarily your friends. Anybody. And not necessarily your friends. Anybody. Right. It's, uh-huh. Go ahead. People get upset when you do that. And they're like, well, you don't, you don't have any imagination because you just use Malachi Taylor's title and you just tacked on something else to it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to be a little original. Not I know nothing is original, but I try to be original mm-hmm. so that when I do come up with a title, I look it up. I'm in the Library of Congress's website. I'm on Amazon. I'm everywhere where books are sold looking to see if that title has been used. If it hasn't been used, I write it down. I have a book that's thick with book, possible book titles. Some of them I'm probably not going to use because they're a little bit ridiculous. And <laughs> and others, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use that. Absolutely. Mm. Well, I'm excited for your new venture. I'm excited for the different things that you're doing with your pen and your brand, you know, because I think a lot of times authors, when they're signed to publishers, whether you're signed to a publisher or not, once you put that book out, you are a business and you are a brand. And you always are trying to find ways to move and monetize your pen. 
y'all. If y'all missed last night, we ta- we had a whole show about monetizing your pen. And when I say Victoria Christopher Murray laid out a a whole a whole jewelry box. She, I, I loved learning from her. I really yes, did. We gotta have another event with her. Yeah, she laid out a whole jury box on monetizing your pen, and I think that a lot of times authors get stuck in a box. They get stuck in a writing box, then and they never know how to get out of it. So I'm glad that you're maneuvering and you're writing different genres and you're doing different things and you're exercising your pen and you're trying to push it and move it into different directions. Which brings me to what we do here on Let's Chat. You know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something a little fun. Because we like to show all aspects of our guests. So what are we going to do, Tosh? We're going to do a little short exercise. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, y'all. We're going to do a live excerpt. T is going to give you a prop. Now, you can play it however you want to play it. You can take it to the left. You can take it to the right, however you want to do the live excerpt. That's on you. If you want to make up a scene, you can do that. If you want to take a scene from your book and apply the the prop to that scene, you can do that too, however you want to break it down. But we love to be able to have our listeners experience um, the natural flow and natural juices that authors have, their creativity, how they can tap into that, to that naturally. Because when people don't know who you are, and they, they hear your passion, and they get to have a sense of your creativity. That's really why we do it. So I'm ready. Mm. And since you know you got a nasty pen, hey, let's get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, first of all, Tasha, thanks so much for joining Alicia and I tonight. You know we appreciate you. And I also want to put out there that I've had the pleasure of editing uh, one or two of Tasha's books, and her pen has grown tremendously from the first book that I've read of her. So make sure you check out her library, pick up any book, uh, and just support uh support her in her literary journey. But, Tosh, your three props tonight, because we want to hear that uh, flip side of that pen, is going to be some red thigh-high boots, a paddle, and some Vaseline. And we want you to use that with a live excerpt. And uh, we just going to sit here with our popcorn and juice. <laughs> we ready. It's going to be what? Red thigh-high yep. boots. A paddle, a paddle, and some Vaseline. Red paddle, some thigh high boots. Matter of fact, I do believe I have a scene like that. And then, <laughs> oh no, who she got? Wait, does she have a red thigh high boot? But I can stick I can stick it in there, right? That's right. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Let's get it. We ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is this is one of my, my scenes from Love, Truth and Consequences Playing Dirty. Now, this is the first time they had sex. <laughs> uh Miller brings her to his apartment. Uh, to his house, rather, in Long Island, and she doesn't know what to risk, so. <laughs> I think she does have one. No, this, this this one has a tie in it, but he 
he ties her to the bed. No, he blinds. He ties her to the bed. He blindfolds her with the tie. She does have on boots. Matter of fact, she does, but they're black. <laughs> I don't know about the red part. Yeah, and he does use Vaseline. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I actually wrote that. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> My husband says I'm freaky, so. Okay, so we're going to do a quick scene. We're going to do a quick scene, all right? Okay. All, all right. right, so let me start you off, right? So who are your characters? You said Miller and who else? And Katrina. Okay. Katrina pulled up to Miller's condo. She stepped out of her BMW with her red thigh-high boots. Tapping the pavement like Morris Cole, she knocks on the door. Go, Tasha. He knocks on the door and waits with anticipation for him to answer. Mm-hmm. He opens the door, and the sight of him takes her breath away. Mm-hmm. Takes her hand and leads her into the house. She looks around in the living room briefly, and then they go upstairs to his bedroom. And that's just when everything starts. Mm-hmm. He I bent like his now. head and she kissed her. She wrapped his arm, wrapped her arms around him. The heels is digging into his back. They're on the bed now, so the heels of her boots is digging into his back. Thank you, son. So Okay, Tasha, when you come back, we're going to give you the same three props. We we want a scene now. We're going we to we give you the same three props. You're going to have them same two characters, and we want a whole scene. I'm about to put you out on the calendar for 2019. We're going to get a scene out of you. <laughs> <laughs> we already know your I'm kids. Sure we already know you got a Trying to be I don't want to put any more bad words out there, you know. I, uh-uh, I uh-uh. You know our motto here on Let's Chat, and those listening, if it's going to be nasty, there's some bad words in there now. Let it be nasty. If not, send they ass to Starbucks for some coffee, Tasha. We're going to do this again when you come back on the show. Don't be trying to act all shy. We already know you got a nasty pen trying to come on here acting all shy. Oh, <laughs> We so appreciate you, Tasha, coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media and when your Black Money Lady Guardians edition will be out. Black Money Drops, the 24th of October. You can find me on all avenues of social media. On Facebook, I'm Tasha DeMay. On Twitter, I'm Tasha DeMay012. I'm Author Tasha on Instagram. I'm Love Tasha DeMay on Tumblr. And I, I'm basically everywhere. And my website, which is currently being redone, is um, NewYorkCityGirl.org. 
it's fine. Just hit me up anytime. I'm happy to talk about my work. All right, then. Well, we're going to see you again. We want that scene. Now, I think that scene will be the first <laughs> scene gonna, we ask for. Trust me, you're going you're gonna to get that scene. No. <laughs> questions when I wrote that book. Mm-hmm. Well, we want you to expand when you come back, but absolutely, so much, <laughs> We appreciate you coming <laughs> to kick it with us in the chat room. Thank you for having me. And we will see you again. Thank you so very much. Thanks. Have a good night, Tosh. <laughs> and that was Miss Tasha DeMay <laughs> coming out here all shy. And we, we know better, it. right, Lee? I don't know what it is about the live excerpt. People be nervous. Wait, let me tell y'all. Last night, Victoria Christopher Murray was like, wait a minute. I wasn't prepared. Mm. <laughs> but she threw, she <laughs> blew it out the water, but it was like the first thought. It's like a, a shock, the, the things that we ask. And I think it's exciting mm-hmm. as a reader to be able to listen to an author and listen to their process and experience mm-hmm. that. Um, that flow, because Absolutely. a lot of times we feel your passion and your pop process in your pen, but we don't get to hear it because all the characters are what's in our head. So when we hear the characters, the way they're coming out of you, it's 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 like a live audio book. So we get really excited. So we're going to get Tasha mm-hmm. on the flip side when she come back. But we got our next fabulous guest. The fabulous Angie. We love when Angie comes on because, y'all, let me tell y'all, we have <laughs> such a good time. It's like a whole mm-hmm. party. So we want y'all to sit back, grab y'all fluffy slippers, get y'all a little yellow, orange, or red cup, whatever you like. We don't discriminate about what's in the cup. And just have a good old time because about, we're about to have mm-hmm. Hey. Angie, are you on mute? I'm sure she hears us. I am here. Can you hear <laughs> oh, me? Oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was on mute, ladies. <laughs> That's all right. All right, honey, you got to let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen since the last time we had you in the chat room. I know you've been cooking well, up some gumbo see. over there. You know I have. <laughs> you know I have. Let's see. Um, well, you know, tears one and two. And then he said, she said, drop with myself and Levon. And then Love No Limit came. Um, it seems like that one is everyone's favorite. And then mm-hmm. right now we're working on Levon and I came back together to do a part two, well, a prequel. To a, he said, she said, caught the main event. Oh. Main event. All yes, right, ma'am. Okay, so <laughs> you have all this writing going on. You have all these characters in your mind. Right. What was your writing process like? Um, put it out your new work um, or the 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 new portion of your writing, opposed to when you first dropped that first book, because you've been writing for a minute. Right. Well, the first one, 
Um, the first one, the process, I didn't really have a process for the first one. I just, I had some stuff on my mind, and I kind of just put it in a book in fiction form. Well, a little bit of both. And then um, with this one, these last three, I'll say, the characters just kind of, I understood when people said, oh, the characters talk to you. Because they mm-hmm. really started talking to me. And then, mind you, y'all don't pay attention to the background. I just got in my car. So mm-hmm. then the characters kind of started talking to me um, with Mia and Rich, Love No Limit. And people started kind of putting it in my head. Hey, you know, I read Tears too. I need to know a little bit more about Rich and Mia. And now they have fallen in love with Rich and Mia because Mia is a beast. (laughs) Um, She is an assassin. And I introduced her in uh, Tears of the Game Part Mm 2. And so now it's kind of like, okay, you know, she's developed. And actually after – I'm working on three books, actually. So the prequel with Levon – which is the main event. People want to know what happened with Mia and her family since Love No Limit. I'm working on that. That's the game changer. And I'm also working on a book called How She Rides, which talks about the motorcycle set. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> now, I'm glad you brought that up, How She Rides, because Fun fact I didn't know about you is that you are president of a motorcycle club. Tell talk about uh, it. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> you should have uh, told me. See. You know well, I'm going to ask. I'm like, that was interesting, so now I'm asking about it. Well, shout out to my club, 32 Flavors. We out of Oakland, California. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. <laughs> And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's me and some of my good friends. Well, we're sisters. We call us sisters. Um, and, you know, we all have different names that fit our personality. Um, I'm not known as Angie out there. And, um, You know, I'm the president. I have a VP, a sergeant at arms, a, a business manager, a secretary, um, and a member. So, and members. So, we get together. We we hold functions. We, you know, parties, events, charity, give back, feed the homeless, um, Thanksgiving feeds, Christmas feeds. We give out toys. Uh, annual picnics for the community. Everything is for the community. Mm-hmm. So um, there's it's a lot going on. Oh, a lot of good stuff. Absolutely. So when the book come out, right, because we know you uh-huh. spill tea. Y'all, if y'all didn't know, she spills tea. Y'all, read her books because you might be paid 25 <laughs> Mhm. She's talking about it. If you tell her, she is talking about it. You pay twenty five. I just want you to know that. Put that PSA out there real quick. So when you write and that book, she telling the truth. <laughs> so when you write that book, are you gonna be like spilling a little tea? We we gonna get a little tea there? 
I am. Somebody gonna get burnt. Ooh. <laughs> Talk about it now, I'm, Angie. I'm telling it all. <laughs> I am telling it all. Yes, I am. I may change some names. I don't know. Because, you know, I've been in talks with some of the other clubs, other motorcycle clubs, the men clubs, and I said, now, listen, if you don't want me telling too much, y'all better sign this release. Because, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got some things to say and share, Ooh. you know. And you know what? And this is the, the funny thing. A lot of times we get a bad rap, women. Uh-huh. Um. We get a bad rap, and I I personally feel like it's wrong because we get the, well, you know, all the women on the motorcycle said we've been accused of being lesbians. I have nothing against women who do whatever they do. That's your business. Or we, oh, you know, all the women on the motorcycle said they hoes. No, we not. So mm-hmm. there are clubs that are in that for the wrong reason and for those reasons. So it gives us all a bad rap. They forget about the ones who are actually out here promoting sisterhood, who are actually out here um, giving back to the community, who actually feed the homeless, who go in programs and help people. So um, they, they they forget about us. Now, yes, there are some guys, motorcycle clubs, and if y'all listen, my bad, <laughs> not really, but <laughs> they have their wives at home. And then they have their club wife. Oh. See? Mm. And then they want to give us the bad name. It's not always wow. like that. So, yeah, when How She Rides come out, y'all get that. I'm ready. Mm. Look, what's the date? <laughs> what's, the, what's the date we got? What's, what's, what, what's the date? We're going to need I'm, that for something. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking. Um, I'm looking into early. Uh, well, mid January, because I have okay, to we, get out mm. these other ones. Mm-hmm. You gotta tag us. You gotta make sure you tag us. You gotta make sure you absolutely. Tag us. You know I am. I'm be all in there like, uh huh. That's page thirty nine. Ooh, <laughs> there's somebody over here on page eighty five. I don't know, but this ain't this. <laughs> Y'all, we she have so cool when Angie come up in here. We have so much fun. We really do. Now, Angie, I want to ask questions. And we we ask this question all the time of you, but I know mm-hmm. that you you stay so focused and you you grind so hard. Now our topic today is staying focused even when your vision is faint. Can you right. talk a little bit about that? Because you know sometimes you got that you got everything is great in your head. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Everything is great in your head. Then when you go to do it, you like oh oh this real this some real real stuff right here. You know what I'm saying? You don't, right. you don't really know. And then our vision starts getting faint because we realize there's a lot of work that's about to happen. There's a lot of stuff that's got to go down for this to come through. Talk about well, that. Well, because, here's, go ahead. Here's the thing with that. Anything you want to happen that you really want is going to take some hard work. Mm-hmm. So it's, there is no giving up. On my side, um, anything you want, anything you need in life, anything you feel like, okay, I want this brand new car. You're going to work hard to get that car. I want this new house. You're going to work hard to get this new house. 
I, oh, I like that new outfit over there. You're going to work hard to get that outfit. And it's the same thing with my books. So I feel like there is no fading focus because if I want it that bad, and like you said, when you open, when you have a book and you put your first book out, you are now a business. So now you have to focus on your business and your brand. Mm-hmm. There is no, uh, well, I can't, I can't do it today because, no, bills still have to be paid tomorrow. So that's how I kind of mm-hmm. keep myself going and keep myself focused. You know, there are times where you hit that writer's block for a second, but um, I just always, again, for me, look at things that, hey, I want this, I signed up for this, so I have to work hard and grind for this. Mm. That's so I true. Mm-hmm. And now, do you ever have those moments where you it's it's real thick in your vision land? It's it's like real thick when it comes to you trying to to bring it to to pass and and make it a reality. What do you do on those instances for yourself when it gets real thick like that? Um, I shut down uh, my social media. Uh, you know, because we all have a habit. I know I do. First thing in the morning after my morning prayers, I grab my phone. Let me see what's going on on Livebook. I mean Facebook. Um, <laughs> and I check. <laughs> yeah, I check everything. My Twitter, my my fan page, my emails, my. You know what I mean? And so those days when I hit that writer block, I'd be like, you know what? Put that stuff down because that's what's distracting you. Let me put this stuff down, and I'll I'll step back and I'll read the story that I'm writing. And usually by the time I finish the last chapter, I don't go back through the whole book, but the last maybe two, three paragraphs I wrote from where I left off, it'll it'll spark something like, okay, I know where I'm going, you know, and I pick back up. Mm. That's interesting. Me too. Angie, this is Tony. Um, I'm glad you said that because a lot of new authors are coming out of the social media era, you know, and a, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people stay on social media throughout the day. Do you mm-hmm. feel um, that social media kind of cripples the creativity of an author because you are thrown so much on social media that you can't help but to emulate some of the things that you see, and it can take away your creative juices, your authenticity. How do you feel about that? I, you know, I, I kind of agree to a certain extent. I believe that mm-hmm. um, it's like when you have a, a, a page full of authors as your friend, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm not shading anyone, Um but when you have a page full of authors as your friend, how can you push your product to the world if it's just a number of authors? Because mm-hmm. it's all of y'all fighting in a barrel to get you guys the stuff out. Mm-hmm. So I try, I try not to have that many on because we all have, we're either all in the same group, we're all on the same page, we're all, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, 
what happened to the readers reading out to reaching out to the readers and interacting with the readers and going outside of your home? Um, let me tell you something. Okay, so real story. Last year or the year before I was in L.A., right, and we was at a book, a book signing. There was a number of authors there with us, right? Uh-huh. So all of us are kind of like vying for, you know, the reader's attention to get our sales, right? Me and my, uh, my um, VP in my club, hey, Queenie, in my club, she said, come on. I said, come on, pack up, let's go. We rolled around, and when I tell you I'll stop anywhere and, hey, have you? do you like to read? Oh, okay, girl, let me tell you about this book. Or, hey, mm-hmm. let me tell you about this book. I mean, you got to push wherever you are. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just stop on social media, and I think sometimes we get so stuck on, okay, well, I mean, and true enough, social media is a great platform. I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm saying utilize everything else on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just stick with, okay, I, I shared a link today, so I know I'm going to get some sales. Um, no, you're not. You might get one. You might even get two. But you might get more if you get out there and promote in other ways as well. That's true. I'm glad you said that because, uh, you know, you, you got to go think outside the box. Wherever you go, you should have a book with you, whether it's in the supermarket, at the gas station, at the Seven Eleven, you know, and sometimes you have to gift the book in order to gain a reader or two. Right. You know, so it's right. all in how you, your approach and your dedication and your hustle. That hustle is strong. It has to be strong. I totally agree. Uh, hey, they see me coming with my purse. On the motorcycle, said like, uh, y'all know what it is. <laughs> who, who got that hot fifteen for me right now? <laughs> I love it, but you know what? I think the thing is, as an author, you have to have confidence. You really do. You have to have a lot of confidence, and you have to be fearless. You have to be willing to step in front of people and and step in ways that are out of the norm because you have to step outside of your book if you want to push it somewhere. If you want to push your book and you want to push your brand, you got to step outside that pen. you got to step from behind that pen to be able to be creative and find different ways to push and, and get things going and get them, get them done. You know, last night we were talking on our show about how to monetize your pen. What are some of the ways you monetize your pen um, outside of books? Outside of selling books? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, I have a big platform. You know, the the motorcycle set is a huge platform, mm-hmm. huge so whether I'm out word of mouth, um, my club sisters, and let me just say hi to them real quick because I know they probably listening and cussing me out since I only said hi to Queenie and uh, <laughs> Juicy, Taz, um, Sassy. <laughs> I, I didn't forget y'all. I just want to hey say that real quick hey. disclaimer. Hey, right. hey y'all, hey. <laughs> That's my 32 flavors. Hey, booze. So, yeah, it's a big... <laughs> It's a big business in in on the set. So mm-hmm. not just um, 
writing my books, but getting them out to other places. I have a regular job. Um, I have a couple of jobs. I'm just a regular old Jamaican. Um, You know, you know, you Mm -hmm. do what you got to do. You do what you have to do. That's right. (laughs) So we were sitting here, and we Mm -hmm. were two years from now, and we were talking about the things that you have accomplished. What are some of the things we'll be talking about? Um, wow, when I first met Angie, she only had tears of the game. Now she about eight books in. She working on a, a script for um, a movie, which I am, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. um, she's purchased a house. Um, I've Oh, I've helped bring out other authors. Shout out to my brother, Antoine Cox. He has a new book out, um, Oh, By the Son of a Pimp. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll, you'll be saying all that. You'll, you'll say all of those things. And she's still the president of 32 Flavors, and they still giving back <laughs> to the community. Because you know what? If I wasn't writing or doing anything else, I'm still going to give back to my community. It, it, we mm-hmm. so need that right now in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's so true. And have you so noticed... Gotta... Go ahead, T. No, I was going to say, we have to get her author on it eventually as well. Mm-hmm. Now, have you oh, noticed, because when you, when you go with and with the community, like, that's, mm-hmm. that's like a... People go into customer service and they say, I go into customer service because I like helping people. Right, but when you are mm-hmm. helping people in corporate America, you're limited, right? But when you step mm-hmm. outside your personal box and start helping people, what are what are some of the things um, that you see that our community is really really lacking? Um, strong household units, meaning you know when we were coming up, or well, when I was coming up. Our fathers were fathers. You know what I mean? Our mothers was mothers. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of ratchetness on social media. You got the little girls prancing around, switching harder than grown women. And, you know, they talking back. I, I, oh, I, I wish one of mine would have talked back to me. I, you know, it's it's missing so much in our community. So now is we're in the era of um, the young kids get to talk back. The teachers can't say nothing to the kids because now you got mama at the school walking down a hallway in a house shoes ready to fight because your son got a D on the test that you should have been helping him with at all. Mm-hmm. So it's, we lack in all of that. All of those things, and and I'm not knocking. Yes, I am. I'm knocking the ones that's doing that because you're out of line. And if I run across one of these disrespectful kids, it's gonna get real. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of that is lacking today. And so when we try to reach out to some families, families who really needed families, you got these OGs in every hood across America who can stop these youngsters from acting a fool. They're scared to lose a fight. That's what it is. Don't nobody know how to use their hands no more. So 
So now they be cowards and they pick up these guns. And now we running around here upset. We lost family members. And not just us, we lost a family member, but that young man has lost his life or a woman has lost their life at a young age because they picked up a gun because they wasn't taught how to lose a fight and keep going. Mm-hmm. That's right. That is so right. And I think as as parents, you know, we have to learn, not even parents, adults. See, we adults. adults. We we some whole adults out here doing kids stuff. And I'm yeah. not trying to, but you know what I'm saying? We we want to tell the kids that you got to do stuff like this. You got to be responsible. But, yeah, we're making irresponsible choices on a daily basis. Yep, and a daily basis. <laughs> we telling them don't do what we do, but then we have to show them what to do. You see what I'm saying? What right. are we showing them? Right. And we're showing them that you, you go to work when you get ready, you be high, you do this, you do that. These are the things you do. You know, your man ain't acting right, you bust out his windows. But then, you know, and then when we see our kids doing it or the young people around us, then we, we're offended. It's like, oh, my God, where's her mama and her daddy at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other show. Look, that's a whole other show. I'm just saying as as adults, right. we got to do better. We have to do better mm-hmm. all the way around. Even how we move, how we how we do what we do for ourselves, what we show other people, even in being upset. Because, you know, we can be upset about situations. Situations are very frustrating. But it comes, the problem comes into how we deal with those situations, how we treat people around us. You know what I'm saying? And right. the younger generation, they look at that. You know, they look at how we do things, and then they wonder why we don't get respect. Well, they're they're really entitled. They you can say they feel entitled, but they are entitled because we lay it out for our kids at all yeah. times. And but the thought in our mind is that we don't want them to have to know struggle. We want them to be able to live life and do good. You see what I'm Absolutely. saying? But sometimes it yeah. don't come out like that. Okay, we off our soapbox on that, y'all. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can go on and on and on and on about that's, that one. That's going to be a whole other show, y'all. But you know, Angie, here on Let's Chat, we like to have a little fun. Mm-hmm. We do like <laughs> to have a little fun. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She said, oh, Lord. <laughs> Look, last time, I don't know if y'all remember last time, y'all said, Angie, if you was a candy bar, what would you be? <laughs> oh, no, we done got better now. Look, we done got real creative. Mm, so oh, we going to do, <laughs> we going to do a live excerpt, right? It's a, it's a oh, live geez. excerpt. And in this excerpt, you could take it however you want to take it. You can move it to the left, flip it around, slap it down, however you want to move it. It could oh, be uh, something you just create out of your mind. It could be a scene from your book. But T is going to give you a prop. you got about two minutes to put it together. Oh, okay. T is going to give you a prop or I'm two. Um, I'm your, uh Your objective is sex and death. So she's going to give you two props that represent sex and death. You're going to apply them to the scene, and you're going to play that scene out. Mm. All oh, right Jesus. now. <laughs> well, Miss Angie, you know we always enjoy having you here okay. in the chat room. 
This is your home. Well, but your you. prop tonight is a machete oh, and some handcuffs. And uh, I just want to mm. throw in some red lipstick up in there for the sexy part. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, okay. I'm going to throw in a blindfold. Uh, mm. Okay. <laughs> she, she said, oh, uh. Up, red Wait, lipstick. Like, mm. Machete. And mm-hmm. handcuffs, right? And a blindfold. And a blindfold. And the, and the scene is sex and death. Right. That's that's your that's your thought process. Sex and death. Okay. Um so he must think I'm playing with him. I pull up to his house after he told me he was going to work. I circled the block and came back one more time just to make sure. Yep, his car was in the driveway. Not only his car, but Alexis as well. That must be the side bitch. Oh, can I curse? Wait a minute. Yes, ma'am. It's it's internet radio. Do what you do. Okay. Okay. That must be his side, bitch. I parked at the end of the block just in case I needed to get a quick getaway. I entered the house using my key that he didn't know I had. So when I spotted him in bed, that was my cue to act a fool. I eased back downstairs went to his private office and grabbed the machete off the wall. Went back upstairs, creeped back inside the room, and caught him balls deep inside his side piece. Excuse me, I cleared my throat. Both of them jumped. Uh, 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 he stuttered. No, no, don't stutter now. Girlfriend jumped up. Who are you? Are you his wife? No, I'm not his wife. But I am here to deliver death. Scene. Y'all gotta wait to find out what happened, right? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was like, what book this is? Wait, look, I'm like, it ain't. That's off the dome. Oh, girl, thank you. I love how you just you got right back into it. The voice change. You set the atmosphere. Yeah. I loved it. I love it. I love it. I like. I love how she jumped into it because she was like, "Oh, he's mm. no playing." I'm like, "Oh, what's happening?" <laughs> I love it. I might have. I might have to put that in the book. I'm gonna have to remember that. Hey, listen to the replay. Look. We love caring and sharing here on Let's Chat. You can have that, honey. We not even gonna ask for no coin for it. Put it in the book. Yep, she circled the yeah, block and everything. Walked up in, he's stuttering. I'm like, oh, he's stuttering. This is about to go down because she done went down there and got a machete. <laughs> That's what y'all told me. Oh, you know what? I didn't use it. Well, see, that, that would be on the next scene. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to come back and fulfill all your props. <laughs> yep, all my props. But that was all good because when you started, see, see, now, readers, I don't, well, all authors are readers, but that the way you started off, that, that, that first line that grabs people into your scene or, mm-hmm. or your book, that's like the pivotal moment, I think, of a scene, it, grabbing them in with that first line, that first word, that first sentence. When she broke out with, oh, he think I'm playing, I'm like, oh, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? I love I, it. I'm, yeah, I'm always like that, just based on 
like you say, writers are readers. If the book don't catch me in the first couple of pages, oh, I will put it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. come on. You know, and I'll give it a chance and get through the first chapter because maybe it'll pick up. But if mm-hmm. it don't, I, I'm 90% sure I won't read that book. So, and I try mm-hmm. to keep that in mind when I write my books. Like, you know what? You got to start with something to keep them coming, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I, I get that from. Well, we love it. I can freestyle all day. <laughs> I love it. Yes, we love it here on Let's Chat. We can't wait to the next part when you come back. Yep. I want to know, you know, who got chopped up, who has <laughs> blindfolds on, all that good stuff. <laughs> I know, right? I thought I thought Sister Girl was going to be handcuffed to the bed and she wouldn't be going right. nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, now, there's a thought. No, no, but you know what? In my head, I was like, I'm going to tie her up with the blindfold and have him follow me downstairs and tie him to a chair with the, uh, you know, and chop off Mm. some body parts. All right. Oh. (laughs) Dang, girl. He didn't didn't need that body part because he was sharing it. Oh. Wait, and then she was like, balls deep. Yeah. Y'all, I don't know if y'all just if you're just tuning into Let's Chat and you are just visiting. We apologize, but we love we love being readers because as authors, I just want y'all to know this is what y'all readers do when we read y'all books. This is how we talk <laughs> yeah. to ourselves. Yeah, we are talking to ourselves and we talking to you through your your pages. You're not responding. Mm-hmm. But we talking to you, and we talking to ourselves, and we talking to the characters like, oh, oh, how you go- how you gonna do me like this? This, these are the things that the readers say to themselves. This is the whole conversation mm-hmm. that they have. Right. And don't be reading right. the same book too, because friends reading the same book. But because girl, what page are you up to? Oh, you need to hurry up and get to page ninety-seven. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how y'all gonna be when y'all uh, when y'all get a hold of. Um, Mia and Rich, Love No Lemon. Y'all have to go read that one by me. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, y'all need to go pick that up. That one's available. Because I'm like, <clears throat> oh, when I heard, oh, he must think I'm playing. You already know. The first time a woman said, oh, you must think I'm playing. She about to set <laughs> up. Somebody about to get it. Everybody about to get it, but it's about to get got. <laughs> Somebody got to pay. Exactly. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We want you to shout out all your social media, uh, where your books can be purchased, and when your next book will be released. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Angie Liddell, uh, fan page, Arthur Angie Liddell, Instagram, Arthur Angie Liddell, Twitter, um, Angie underscore the author, and you can purchase my books on Amazon, um, or you can always email me, um, Arthur Angie Liddell at yahoo dot com, um, and purchase directly through me. Get an autograph book, mm-hmm. and my next book will be released. We're hoping November, Vaughn and I, for the main attraction. Okay. And then other books will follow. 
All right, then, honey. You better twerk that pin. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm making my pin clap. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ain't no and, wrong. you know, we always, always love having you here in the chat room. This is your home girl. You're welcome back here anytime. I know. I so love y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep me on my toes. <laughs> y'all do. For real. I love coming on your show. <laughs> Oh, we we love you yes. back. We have a good time. <laughs> we love your creative, your creativity. Because last time you was creative too. Mm-hmm. You did, you did <laughs> call for God for a minute. Yep, you was calling on him. <laughs> on oh, that candy bar. <laughs> uh huh. You was calling oh, yeah. on him for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you kind of, yeah, you kind of threw me with that one. I think I said I was a. I don't, I can't remember a Hershey bar or something like that. Something chocolate. Yeah, it was some chocolate. <laughs> it was definitely some chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to make sure we keep those creative juices flowing, Andrew, and you are filling up the plate with it. So we so appreciate you and everything you do for literature. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I hope to talk to you guys soon. Same here. You, you have a great evening, sweetie. You as well. Okay, thank you. Uh, bye. Bye. I love having her in the chat. I love her energy. Her energy is just everything. Y'all, every time she comes on the show, we have a good time. Like, every time. And that whole excerpt mm-hmm. and scene, this is the best part of what we do here on Let's Chat because that really, when you have people that maybe they've never experienced you, they've never experienced your pen, but when you give that live excerpt, hunty, <laughs> that lights a fire up under readers. They like, well, let me go on the Amazon and see what they got going on over here. That sends people to Amazon. That makes them want a one click when they can experience your pen, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's part of word of mouth. Here on Let's Chat, we really pride ourselves in being able to create word of mouth for our guests that come on our show. So we appreciate all of our guests. We thank Angie mm-hmm. for coming on here and giving us that treat, honey. That was a treat and a snack, all wrapped up in one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Well, we have our next guest, honey. She is up in this chat room for the first time. Miss Kim Carter. She is a suspense author, and so her pen, her pen is a little different. Her pen is uh, a mysterious, and so we're excited mm-hmm. to have her up in here. Welcome, Kim. Hey, thank you, Lisa. Hey, Miss Tony. Hey, Kim, how you doing? I'm going to try to be on my best behavior tonight, but I can't guarantee it. <laughs> I just know i got to get some Miss Angie books. <laughs> wasn't that all? Is, it wasn't that something? Oh, my. <laughs> her pen is wicked. Yes, her her creativity, it, it just speaks to you. Because when I heard, oh, he must think I'm playing, I was like, oh, it's about to go down. <laughs> we need to, we need to uh, co-write together some mystery books with some suspense. Oh, that's, that's an idea. Maybe the suspense part, but Angie's got to come through with the set part. Oh, and she will. She will, honey, she will. <laughs> Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you guys. We Y'all, appreciate uh, you. Definitely bailed me out many times, so I, 
Oh, you big time. Oh, not a problem. So for all of those who are not familiar with your mysterious pen, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Well, I started writing in 1999 when found out I had epilepsy, never knew it, was homebound for two years, and because I love to read, just sort of as a therapeutic um, thing, I started writing myself, and I said, you know, maybe this will help me, and I did it more for fun than I I never dreamed that it would get out there and be published, and Mm -hmm. um, started out sentence at a time, sentence or two a day, to paragraph, to, you know, and then I started sharing it with uh, friends and family, and people started really liking it, and so the rest is sort of history, but um, love mystery, love suspense, that's what I've always read, and so obviously that was what I was drawn to to write, and it, it's, it's been a blast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I now, love that pen. Absolutely, y'all. She has a very, I love authors that draw you into a book. And I don't know if you just if you just tuned in or if you were listening to um, the beginning of Angie's, um, or the middle of Angie's interview where we were talking about drawing people in. And mm-hmm. she had this character in this book. And that's I, I could vision him, like his teeth, and I'm like, well, who is this? Like he stayed in my mind. I was like, mm, I gotta figure out who. It, like she makes you want to challenge yourself to figure out who the killer is. Like who is this person? <laughs> and she is her description. Mm-hmm. I love the way she maneuvers from scene to scene, and thought to thought because she does put a lot of thought into her her writing process. So Kim. Mm-hmm. From the first time you sat down to write to now, how do you think your pen has grown? Tremendously. Um, First of all, I was really, really, really ill when I first started writing, Um, going under so many medical trials with different medications, concoctions of medications and that type thing. In fact, the first year I was um, admitted into the hospital 18 times. Wow. So, you know, it was just, I mean, my mind was out there and I really couldn't concentrate. And just the fact of being a reader and then writing over the years, you know, you progress. And I try to write like I like to read. Um, I want something to happen all the time. Most of my books are sort of two parallel stories that intersect. I have very short chapters where it kind of leaves you hanging and then you go to the next chapter from the other story that leaves you hanging and at some point they intersect. And um, I don't know. I think that one of the things that inspires me before I even start to write a story because I never know where it's going to go, it's a surprise to me as well, is, is just, a place that is mysterious that, you know, kind of draws you in and and just is screaming a mystery, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. like I said, I never know where it's going to go. I just start with the place and kind of goes crazy. The characters just take over and I have something pre-planned. They come in and just trash it. And I have to to go with where the character (laughs) leads me. 
<laughs> wow. Me too. I was going to say when um, uh, I had the pleasure of helping you edit your book, and I read it, I had to tell Leash, I'm like, Leash, I love her pen. You know, she, she just draws you effortlessly into the story, and it just flows. Wow. So I was so honored that, that you asked me to work with you on that. And uh, I love it. I've been sharing that, that, that link to the book with everybody. I said, you got to read this book. You got to, you got to, here's a new author I want you to you become familiar with. So uh, I, I was really, really excited to read that. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I'm honored that you, that you helped me out and that you, that you like the story. So um, mm-hmm. The one you did actually um, won a Reader's Choice Award, which was just such an honor because the fact that somebody purchases your book and wants to read what you've done, what you've written, I mean, oh my God, mm-hmm. it blows me away still. I just, I can't wrap my head around it, you know. Um, Congratulations cool. on that. I can see why. <laughs> Thank you. Now, when you sit down to write your books, where does where does your creativity flow from? You know, I wish that I knew. I I don't know. Some bizarre place in my mind that it. <laughs> um, you know, I'll have a character planned and how I think that they're going to turn out, and then it's it's almost like they take on a life of their own. And and I hesitate to even share this, but all of my books, with the exception of Sweet Dreams, Baby Bell. And I know it's subconsciously because I'm I'm thinking about it so much, but I've dreamed the ending of every book because I, I literally don't know where it's going to go, you know, and I don't know mm-hmm. how it's going to happen. And um, that's the really neat part. And what I enjoy about mystery writing is, is all of the research that I do because I'm one of those writers that I have to go out and see and smell and touch everything because when you're trying to describe um, something to your readers, you know, they're not seeing it. So you're having to, you know, vividly describe what it's like. And, um, Leisha, you've helped me so much with that, you know, with not having the, the heads that are just sitting there talking. <laughs> they're moving. <laughs> so, you know, but, um, you know, I really, I have, I enjoy the research and going to, to places where, you know, it really inspires me and, makes me do the research and that kind of thing. Even though we write fictional novels, they do have to have some type of truth to them and some type of facts behind what you're what you're writing about. So that's the fun part for me. Mm-hmm. I think I, this is Tony, uh, Kim, and I think I shared with you um, the mystery. I love the mystery because I, as you're reading it, you may think, like we said a little earlier, you may think it's, this person or you may think it's that but I thought it was one person at that was committing the murders and it turned out to be someone else do you remember that email I shared with you where I thought it was yeah. the doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know you try to you try to piece it together and try to figure it out before you get to the end and then you're surprised and I loved it <laughs> well I'm glad that's that's what we strive to do is to, is to fool everyone but you know you kind of you waver in between, you know, is the person that's so obvious is not obvious, so could it be them? Or is it, mm-hmm. you know, someone completely out of the blue? So I've painted myself into a corner many times where I'm like, oh, how am I going to ever get out of this, you know? 
And um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the tough part. That, that's where you, you call on your friends that you've gotten to know, your, your homicide detectives, your medical examiners, and you're like, how do I ever get out of this? So mm-hmm. um worked out so far. Um, I do want to pick mystery and suspense. As well, you know, I think it started out with the Hardy Boys and um, Sean Cassidy and, um, <laughs> you know, you, you, I watched those. And then when I was in high school, my mom and dad and I watched Murder, She Wrote. And you kind of get into all of those things. And then I started reading. And it was like always, it always drew me back to the mystery writers that, you know, I wanted to read. And so, um some kind of weird fascination with the criminal justice system and the correctional system and, you know, all of that just always held my interest. And so Mm -hmm. that was just the obvious thing to write. I would love at one point to write nonfiction, but right now I just, I don't know. I'm old. I'm really old. (laughs) And I don't think it's going to happen. Still can't do the sex scenes, you know. My kids, I have three kids, and they think that, you know, I was artificially inseminated three times. So um, I know Leisha was, was texting, a, you know, Charmaine and I going, you know, we're, we're talking about someone to pin a, a, um, a sex thing. And I said, well, you know, Leisha, I'm married to a Baptist minister, and we do the quiet, don't wake up the dog sex. So we don't want to throw them up and have to get up and give them a milk bone. So just I so I don't have an imagination or a sex experience. <laughs> Sorry, was that too much? No, no we are like, uh, I'm not the one. Can't help you. <laughs> but you oh, know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of times I think we talked about this earlier in the show because our topic today is staying focused even when your vision is faint. And a lot of times everything is great in your head. And then you realize mm-hmm. that uh, when you try to bring it to reality, it's different. Mm-hmm. And so what we were, what I was saying was when people, everybody want to have a baby nowadays. But mm-hmm. the reality is, that once you have a baby, you step into the world of responsibility. And marriage is the same way. It's a different type of relationship because it's based on a lot of responsibility. So what are some of the things that – talk to us a little bit about that because there are a lot of times that, especially as an author, um, as a wife, where your vision gets a little faint, and you still got to stay focused. How? Are, what are some of the ways you you continue to do that? Well, you know, so many things as authors deter us. You know, because you want to <clears throat> you want to be successful, and things hurt you along the way. You get your feelings hurt. You know, you read too many reviews, and you want to just quit, and you can't do it. And it's the same thing with marriage and with life and with everything, you know, you Mm -hmm. have to, Mm -hmm. you know, with anything you believe in and feel strong about, you have to keep going. And my husband and I were talking about this tonight, how young people are just quick to have a kid with somebody and they don't think that's a commitment. And, you know, um, we've worked with lots of, lots of youth and young adults and, 
um, one of them that we know is having a child, and we're like, well, you know, are y'all going to get married? Well, you know, I'm still young. I don't think I'm going to do that, but do you not realize that having a kid is like a lifelong commitment? It's like none of that comes into their thought process. It's like, and, and you know, young people are, are getting into a mortgage together but don't want to get married. It's like, really? You can get out of a marriage quicker than a mortgage. What the hell are you thinking? But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when when you have strong convictions about what you believe in, if it's your marriage, if it's, you know, my writing, you know, the fact that people enjoy reading it, the fact that I like doing it, I'm no longer going to let somebody come in the way and, and destroy my my passion for that or someone mm. come in the way and destroy my passion for, our, you know, a strong marriage or anything like that. Um, so I think it's just, you know, being strong in your convictions. Um, unfortunately, mm. I think... So many, you know, I, I talked to, funny story, I guess, but our UPS man was delivering um, a bunch of books for me because I'm starting the Kim Carter Book Club Tour 2019, starting in January, going across the country, just doing book clubs. And so mm-hmm. the UPS guy was delivering my books, and he's like, um, you know, can you open your garage door because you've got a whole lot of packages out here, and they're really heavy. <laughs> So he goes, what's in this? And I was telling him, and he said, you know, I, I wrote a kid's book and really got my feelings hurt years ago, and I stopped writing. And so he goes, mm-hmm. I'm, and, you know, I shared my book, gave him a couple of books and talked to him, and he came back a week later and gave me his kid's book, which was awesome. I mean, it, it really has the potential of being a great series, you know, a great something that's memorable for kids. It brings back imagination, which is now gone because nobody just plays anymore. And um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I talked to him, and, you know, I was like, you, you've you got to keep going. I mean, you know, I think we, we kind of gauge success and how many books we sell or, you know, how much money we make, and that's not always what it is. You know, it's like right. who's impacted by what you do. And um, mm-hmm. I talked to him today, which, you know, really kind of falls into that whole thing. And I was like, you got to keep doing what you're doing. You know, don't be deterred by what by what people think or say or your lack of success because you're not out there. You know, it's, um, it's a tough business. Everything's tough. But if, you know, a few people enjoy it and you enjoy writing, hey, we're a success, you know. That's right. That's right. It's all in how you perceive it and what it mm-hmm. gives back to you. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little about a bit about your next release. Well, um, I did a book, Sweet Dreams, Baby Bell, um, and introduced two um, older widowed ladies. I say older, but now it doesn't seem so old. <laughs> they're in their <laughs> 70s, and um, mm-hmm. they're just not very street-wise, street not very up to up to the times and they're just nosy women and all of my readers love them so much Clara and Iris one was a retired hairdresser one was um, an office manager for a doctor's office and they got involved in the case in Sweet Dreams Baby Bell and everyone loved them so much that I couldn't let them go 
And so we started a series with them. And a lot of people, you know, have talked to me for different um, magazines, things like that. They always want to make them a cozy mystery. And unfortunately, they're not. They're not the murder she wrote. They've got, uh, you know, it, it, that's just not what it is. It, it's kind of a hardcore mystery. But um, they started out, the first one was Murder Among the Tombstones in Atlanta. And now um, the one I'm working on is Murder on the Bayou in Louisiana, and it's very twisted, never know what's mm. going to happen thing. And Clara and Iris get called out on the scene, and they're very funny, but very intuitive and just very smart and quick, common sense type, um, but still kind of not wise to the ways of the world. So the next one that's mm-hmm. coming out will be Murder on the Bayou, and then after that, um, they're going to head. To, they're kind of found out in Atlanta because you're not expecting two old women to be detectives. So we're taking them on the road, and our hope is to do all of the do a mystery in all of the states. So the next one is mm-hmm. going to be Murder Over the Airwaves in a dusty town in Texas. So we're headed out to Texas next month to do some research. Um, but Murder on the Bayou will be the next one out. And then so you guys get ready to start editing and formatting. And then, <laughs> then we're heading to Texas to do Murder Over the Airwaves. And um, after that, we're headed to California to do Murder in the Vineyards uh, about the Mafia. So, oh, interesting! Wow. Well, yeah. if you need so anyone to help carry your bags, you just let me in. Right. Know. <laughs> right. We, we we got notes. We can take notes by you. Might need an assistant. <laughs> Door openers. Mhm. But uh, they're they're very funny, and they're they're buying an RV now, and so it's um. That research has been pretty funny, but uh, the RV is not top of the line. Going to break down mm-hmm. a few times on old Clara and Iris, but they are they're quite the quite the pair. And um, okay. honestly, the things that come out of their mouths it doesn't come from me. I'm like, where did that come from? Because I couldn't have even <laughs> thought that up. I can't even think up exciting sex. So how could I think up something <laughs> funny for Clara and Iris? <laughs> <laughs> and but it sounds exciting though. The whole thing, the whole the way you have laid it out sounds so exciting. They do it. They are they are very funny. And they're um also the other characters that have come aboard, you know, I'm gonna keep if anyone's read murder um among the tombstones, the characters will you know, they'll they'll continue to be, you know, we have sugar, the morgue attendant and, you know, some of the medical examiners and the detectives will be kind of fallbacks for them to call for help. So it's it's a fun mm-hmm. it's a fun series. I'm really excited about it. We're excited with you. But this is Tony. Um, Kim, what has been the most rewarding thing about becoming an author for you? Um, I think the fact that it has really, sounds really cheesy, but the fact that my husband has been so excited and so proud of it. And, Aww. um, 
now, you know, he's he's going through a really tough illness. And mm-hmm. um, I was just, um, we just met with, and we're in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and the, um, the journalist was asking us some questions. And he said, I just really hope that Kim makes it before I pass away because I want to be able to see it. And I Aww. think that was that was really moving to me, the fact that he's been so excited and so supportive of everything. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, it's a crazy world to be in my mind. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, you know mm-hmm. you're writing at all hours of the night, and I never know what's going to inspire me. And I um, <clears throat> it's, it's just been a whirlwind of craziness. And he's always been there, always supportive. And, um mm-hmm. That's that's been the biggest blessing, I think. My kids, um, not so very impressed. They're just like, whatever, you know. <laughs> Are you going to give me the that book, Ma? Do I have to buy it, really? Those are the kids, but, right? <laughs> oh, they're grown. And I'm like, really? You're an attorney and you can't buy a $15 book? What the hell? <laughs> don't you have some friends in the office that want to buy? Don't, doesn't your paralegal or secretary can't you force them to buy a book? Really? I know, right? Just give us some Ma, support. <laughs> yes, yeah, like Ma, can you send them an autograph book? Uh, you mean give them a free book, pay for the postage and the padded envelope? Really? <laughs> You're like oh, making gosh. like twenty times more than I do. Like, just send me a check. What the hell? They don't keep it on real life. Young people sex because I don't know. <laughs> what do y'all really do? Do you have sex before you get married? Because I was so excited at twenty, I, I had to get married to move out of the house to have sex, and I didn't even know you can move out of the house and have sex without getting married. I wish somebody would have like told me that. I tell you, white people, it's ridiculous. I was like, no. I mean, I'm saying nobody gave me the heads up. I could have done that without marrying his dumb ass. But, you know, <laughs> really? <laughs> Jesus. God, I know, right? Who wasn't ready? <laughs> didn't know. I was like 20 years old in college. We were both in college. And I was like, well, you know, I'm really tired of being at the home thing. And I ready to have some sex, but let's just get married, move up out of here. <laughs> you know, I could probably write that. sex, Lisa. I probably could do that. Okay. Okay. Right. Let's, let's just do it. But, you know, it all worked out. Well, not really oh worked God. out, but, you know, we did have three kids. It didn't work out, but, you know. <laughs> Lessons came from it, though. Oh, Lessons Lord. came from it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Oh, man. Now, here, oh, on Let's Chat, Kim, we like to do some fun things. <laughs> oh, gosh. Are you not going to ask me what, what I do with my favorite candy bar for you? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> no, because I, I don't know anything about that. Let's not go there. Mine's a York peppermint patty, and that wouldn't be very good. Big and round, and it wouldn't work out for me. <laughs> Okay, so we do live excerpts. They don't have to be sexual excerpts, 
but it just really allows listeners to hear your natural juices flow um, as a creative person, as an author, and it allows them to, we believe, bring more appreciation to uh, your pen and the things that you create with it. So T is going to give you some props. See, everybody doesn't get a sexual theme, but we when we know that the author's got nasty pens, we give them sexual scenes because we know they got a nasty pen. Um, or if they do a, if they if they do a lot of murder in their books, we know you murder. So we're gonna give you some props because we want to be able to showcase and bring out those things. So we know you have a mysterious pen. Okay. We know you have a mysterious pen, and we know it's a little we know it's a little suspenseful as as well. But it's very creative. So T has some props for you. You're gonna take those props. You either can create a new scene, or you can place them into a scene out of one of your books with one of your with uh, two of your characters. However you want to okay. do it. However you want to shake it up and move it around. Okay. <laughs> You know, no we friends. do our props. Okay, we do our props according to the pen. <laughs> but, Kim, first of all, thank you so much for sharing yourself with Alicia and I and our listeners tonight. We really appreciate you for doing that. Now, your three props tonight, I'm going to keep with some uh, red taha boots because I like that twist on the different genres. But you have a magnifying glass, thigh high boots, and a rose. Oh, wow. No pressure. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> Ooh, that didn't have their spectacles, so they had to look through their magnifying glass to read the AJC. <laughs> um, okay, ladies, I'm I'm struggling with the thigh high red boots, but put them on, Grandma. Oh, you can put them on a. You can, I can see her on the thigh-high red boots. Okay, so there. Um, the next case came in. It was a sexy young woman in thigh-high red boots with a red rose in her teeth, and she said, "Am I going to have to move out of the house and get married, or can I just have sex in these red-high boots without getting?" <laughs> In an apartment <laughs> without the nuptials, can I do it? And they said, yes, you can. The end. <laughs> I love it. That little personal spin on it. <laughs> she played that safe. <laughs> See, I told you, Lisa, don't, don't like make me just go out of the blue. You got you to gotta give me the stuff prior. <laughs> My imagination is not that good. I said, Lisa, don't throw me to the wolves. And he threw in the red high boot. <laughs> we love it. Oh, we love it. Thank you very we much. We love it. No problem. <laughs> we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here on Let's Chat. We are always, always looking to experience your pen in any way that we can. Anytime you are able and willing or you want to just come on the show and just talk that talk, just let us know. Thank you, ladies. Y'all have a good one. Okay, you too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. That was fun, Leash. She, yes, she, was. she, she went out with us on a safe note. I love it. <laughs> she is fun, and she really, really has a sense of humor. I mean, she will keep you laughing. 
She will keep you laughing. Uh huh. She was great. I love it. <laughs> well, that Make is sure you it guys for... go out there and pick those, pick her book up. It's, it's, I just love her pen. It's just different, you know. It keeps you. It keeps you engaged. Absolutely, it really does. We are so glad y'all were able to come and kick it with us on today. That is it for tonight, but we will see y'all on next week. Next week we have a Mind, Body, and Soul special, but we will be talking about hair. So we have two authors that are actually beauticians. They're going to come on. They're going to talk about hair. Wintertime winter is coming. There's some do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. some things that you can do with your hair and your face and your skin um, to protect oh. it throughout those cold, snowy days. Oh, and that then, sounds like a good show. Yes, and then next Friday is our teamwork show. Uh, We're going to have Meredith uh, and her daughter, who is an author, Sydney. They're going to be on. And we're going to have Blacktop and Favorite on. Oh, we love it. Oh, I got to get my prop ready for him. Yes, that's gonna be good. So we're gonna have uh we're gonna be talking about teamwork and, and not just teamwork but put when you're putting your team together. You know, when you're putting mm-hmm. your team together there's an ingredient for that. Uh there's things that you sure. should look for, things that you should avoid. Um, putting a real good team that's going to to um allow you to grow takes time and I'm just excited that we have them coming on. And then uh, with Meredith, you know, she's she's the momager. You know what I'm saying? She is the momager. She is um, an author, but she is also managing Sydney and Sydney's pen. And, and that's a whole other environment um, mm-hmm. when Didn't your we have them on before, Leash? No, we did not have Sydney on before. Nope, we haven't uh-huh. had them on before. Hmm. It sounds familiar. Or maybe we talked about it. I can't remember. But I'm excited about it, though. Absolutely. I'm excited, too. This is going to be a great show. Um, and then on the 25th, we got uh, Cyrus is going to be in the building. So I'm excited. We're going to have Cyrus in the building. He's going to talk that talk with us. We always have a good time when he's on our show. We appreciate mm-hmm. you guys, and we will see y'all next week. Good night, everybody. <laughs>